بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيد الأولين والآخرين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to part 3 as we finish now this brief very very brief overview of Al-Aqeeda Al-Tawheedia of Al-Shaykh Ahmed Al-Dardir رضي الله تعالى عنه He says ويجب للأنبياء عليهم so after talking about what we have to believe about God, what we have to not believe about God, what's probable in our relationship with God, now he does so in reference to the prophets. The word anbiya, of course, is the plural of nabi. And the word nabi, prophet, uh, comes from one of two meanings. Number one, uh, naba, information, news, unabbi'uk, I'm informing you of something. Uh, Allah says after Audhu Bilay Mashaitan Rajim, Amma Yatasaalun Ani Naba il Azim. Naba, Naba il Azim, like the great news. The other word uh, that some theorize the word Nabi comes from is a Nabwa. What Nabwa means Sharaf, in honor, because whoever follows the prophets will be honored in the hereafter. Allahu Akbar. Allahumma ja'ala min ha'ula, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. And we believe, mashallah, as Muslims in prophets. For those of you who are not Muslim, you know, you look at the end of the second chapter of the Quran, Allah says, every one of the believers believes in Allah, His angels, His books, and His messengers. Kullun amana billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi. I remember subhanAllah when I wasn't Muslim the first time I opened the Quran and I saw like a chapter called Abraham, Maryam, Noah. I was like, I didn't know. I thought Muslims believed in Muhammad alayhi salatu salam and I was delighted to find a religion that does not deny any of the major prophets. SubhanAllah. MashaAllah, MashaAllah. So the Shaykh, he says, what does Islam believe about prophets? He says, وَيَجِيبُ It is obligatory shar'an, according to the Qur'an and Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, to believe or to affirm to the prophets, والسلام, upon them be peace and blessings, al-isma. The word isma is from a word ma'asam, is a fortress. Allah says to the Prophet ﷺ, to protect. I'm protecting you from enemies. So the idea of isma is from a word which means to protect. And their ma'asum is the passive participle way because they are protected, meaning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, hifthullahi ta'ala, some ulama said, is that Allah has protected them from falling into sin or anything that will compromise their role as prophets. There is a difference of opinion on this. What that means though is if you come across any text that you may assume a prophet is falling into sin, what do you have to do? Just like if you come across any text that seems to imply that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a material reality or a material description, أَوْ وَلْهُ أَوْ فَوِّدْ وَرُمْ تَنْزِيهَ 
The same thing also with prophets. If I come across any text in the Quran or through the Sunnah that implies they made some type of mistake or sin, I have to interpret it. That's what the books of Tafsir teach you. Now you can see why you learned this before Tafsir. Now you can see why you should learn this before Tafsir. Why? Al-Isma. Allah says it's impossible for the Prophet to steal. yumkin to take from the, the, the spoils of war. Impossible. فَلَا يَقَعُوا مِنْهُمْ مُخَالَفَةُ لِلَّهِ تَعَالَى فِي أَمْرِهِ وَنَّهِي And Shaykh Dardir, he explains this. He says, therefore, Isma means that it is impossible that they would engage in anything which would contradict the commands or prohibitions of God, would be in opposition to the commands and prohibitions of Allah. وَكَذَٰلِكَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ Same thing as, as angels. That's why Shaykh al-Marzuqi in Aqeedat al-Awami says, وَعِسْمَةٌ كَسَائِرِ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَاجِبَةٌ وَفَاضَلُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ Allahu Akbar. He says, holding on to the position of the minority, the minority of people of Kalam, that the prophets are like the angels. They have no sin. No need to build on this discussion um, but there are scholars who said they all agree that they did not commit any major sins or fall into any haram. They all agree that's impossible. No prophet committed haram. But could they fall into like minor sins or not? This is a difference that I was hoping to avoid. I'm not going to talk about it now in other texts because it's not going to lead to any practice or any practical knowledge. Here, Sheikh Ahmad al-Dardir, or Sheikh Sheikh al-Marzuqi, who comes after Sheikh Dardir, uh, they hold on. That's why the Shaykh says here. They are like the same. Then he mentions another obligation. In reality, there are ten obligations or 12 to the prophets but the sheikh he mentions four two you have to affirm two you have to deny so isma the opposite of that would be that they were like evil people tabligh tabligh means to convey to propagate the opposite of that would be kitman that they hid something Allah warns us in Surah Baqarah about those who hide religious knowledge from people. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us. So it's impossible for us to believe that the prophets hid anything which Allah commanded them to teach. So the Shaykh he says, it's an obligation, shara'an, that we affirm to the messengers of Allah. Peace and blessings be upon him. Tabligh ma umiru bi tablighihi lil khalqi min al-ahkami wa ghayriha. That we believe that they propagated everything Allah commanded them to propagate to creation in relationship to rulings and other things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in uh, Surah uh, Al-Ma'idah, 
يَا أَيُّهَا يَا أَيُّهَا الرُّسُلُ بَلِّغْ مَا أُنْزِلَ إِلَيْكَ مِنْ رَبِّكَ فَإِنْ لَمْ تَفْعَلْ فَمَا بَلَّغْتَ رِسَالَتَهُ There's two qira'ah actually here. Sayyidina Shu'bah فَمَا بَلَّغْتَ رِسَالَاتِهِ Allahu Akbar. What does this mean? O Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, بَلِّغْ is a command. You must convey what we sent to you, what God has revealed to you. Because if you don't, then you will have not conveyed his message, different qira'ah, his messages, because the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, is the culmination of all of the Prophets. We believe about the Prophets the following. خلاص أرسل الأنبياء ذوي فطان بالصدق والتبليغ والأمانة. سيدنا الشيخ المرزوقي إن عقيدة العوام. He says that Allah سبحانه وتعالى sent the prophets, and here are the things that we have to believe about them. أرسل الأنبياء ذوي فطانة. Number one is super intelligence, not ignorance. Intelligence. Why? Allah taught them what they have to teach the people about Allah. Who taught them that? ما ينطق عن الهوى the Quran says, we revealed this to him. He's not speaking of his own desires. Allah taught him, وسلم, the Prophet. So that's impossible for us to believe. So we affirm superintelligence, absolute intelligence when it comes to teaching the truth, and we deny ignorance. The second is they're honest. The opposite of that, with that is that they're liars. What tablighi? And the Shaykh, he mentions that one here, that they conveyed everything God commanded them to convey. Wal amana, and that they're trustworthy. Amin, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The opposite of amana is khiyana, that they were treacherous. So here you have those four obligations, right? Intelligence, the opposite is ignorance. Number two is uh, truthfulness, the opposite of that is being liar. Number three, they conveyed everything that they were commanded to. The opposite of that would be kitman, to hide. The fourth, that they're trustworthy. The opposite of that is khiyana, hypocrisy. The fifth is isma. Isma, excuse me. The opposite of that would be that they fell into major or minor sins, depending on which school you follow. Fakhalas. There's one more, and that is what we believe is probable. What could happen to the prophets because they're human beings? وَجَائِزُ فِي حَقِّهِمْ مِنْ عَرَضِي Sayyidina Marzuqi says that in Aqidat al-Awam that we believe about the prophets that things could occur that are very normal. Very normal human things. Right? وَجَائِزُ فِي حَقِّهِمْ مِنْ عَرَضِي We believe that they could be impacted by normal human things. He says later on like, كَخَفِيفِ الْمَرَضِي Like a, a sickness, a light sickness, not to the point that would impact or compromise their ability to be prophets. So they could be angry, they could be happy, they could fall in love, they could be hungry, they could be tired. All that can happen. They can forget, but not to the degree that it would compromise their roles and responsibilities as being the messengers of Allah. He says, وَجَائِزُ فِي حَقِّهِمْ مِنْ عَرَضِ بِغَيْرِ نَقْصٍ كَخَفِيفِ الْمَرَضِ Alhamdulillah. That it is probable, Marzuqi says, to believe about the Prophet's normal human things. 
without any shortcomings in their role as prophets, right? Something that would compromise them as prophets. An example of what is probable in our belief about the prophets is what? They could be sick, catch a cold. So there are the 12 alhamdulillah, obligations uh, to the prophets. So he says, فَلَا يَقَعُ مِنْهُمْ مُخَارَفَةُ لِلَّهِ فِي أَمْرِهِ وَنَهِ وَكَذَارِكَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَيَجِبُ لِلْرُسُولِ عَلَيْهِمُ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ تَبْلِيغُ مَا أُمِرُ بِتَبْلِيغِهِ لِلْخَلْقِ مِنْ أَحْكَامِ وَغَيْرِهَا Here he says something very important that we believe that the prophets conveyed everything they were commanded to to creation. So there's no favoritism, there's no stratification. Everyone receives the message of the prophets and then universally everyone and that the Ummah of the Prophet, which is this Ummah, Muslim and non-Muslim, till the end of time, Ummah Khas and Ummah Am, Ummah Al-Da'wah wa Ummah Al-Istijab. So that's why, Subhanallah, some ulama, they said the hadith, even though it's weak, that my Ummah, the Christians and Jews divided into 72 sects, my community will divide into 73. Someone said, this is not the ummah of the Muslimin. This is the ummah al-am, yani, the, the, the disbelievers. After the time, from the time of the Prophet to the end of time, they will divide even more than those before him. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hmm. Think about it for a second. Then he says, وَغَيْرِهَا So not only did the prophets convey how to pray, how to make hajj, how to fast al-ahkam, they also conveyed other things. وَغَيْرِهَا Like what? كَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ Issues of belief. Like belief in the hereafter. When the man came to the Prophet and said, مَتَى السَّعَى يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ When's the hour? The Prophet said, مَا عَدَّتَ لَهَا What did you prepare for it? The Prophet said, To believe in the hereafter. And what occurs in the hereafter? Hisab means that we're going to be audited how we spent our lives. We ask Allah Ta'ala bil afiyah. Sayyidah Aisha said that the Prophet said that whoever is audited, this is a form of punishment. Punishment in the hereafter. We believe that there will be punishments in the hereafter. Through authentic hadith of the Prophet through text of the Quran. They'll be punished twice. Once in the grave and once uh, after resurrection. Wasirat. Prophet described Asirat as being this incredibly thin, like razor thin bridge that goes over the hellfire. That people will pass. Some people will fall in, some people will pass like lightning, some people will pass very slow. Walmizan. The scales and as Al Qari Abu Bakr he mentions, doesn't mean like actual scales like we have now. Something completely different, but it is a creation which will contain our good and bad deeds. And the Prophet said, Karimatan Khafifatan ala lisan thaqilatan fil mizan. Prophet said there are two statements that are light on the tongue and heavy on the scales. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanallah al-Azim. The last hadith in Bukhari. Wal Jannah. 
paradise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Jannah in numerous occasions in the Quran, heaven. Why is it called Al-Jannah? Because it's from a word which means you can't see it. Like jinn, from the same word, junun, from the same word, jinin, the embryo. Same word, why? Because these are things you can't see with your eyes. مَا لَا عَيْنٌ رَأَتْ وَلَا أُوذُنٌ سَمِعَتْ وَلَا خَطْرَ عَلَى قَلْبِ بَشْرٍ Prophet said that Jannah is something the eyes can't see, the ears cannot hear, and the hearts cannot imagine. Allahumma ja'alama ahl al-Jannah. Wa'n-nar and hell. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in numerous places in the Quran mentions hellfire. And the Prophet said, Wa'an-nar haqqun. Wa'an-nar haqq. That the hellfire is the truth. Wa'bil-arsh. Wa'bil-kursi. Sayyidina Imam al-Aqbawi, MashaAllah, when he describes al-Arsh wa al-Kursi, he says, مَخْلُوقٌ عَظِيمٌ لَا يَعْلَمُ حَقِيقَتُهَمَا إِلَّا اللَّهِ These are two incredible creations. We know the Arsh is above, transcends the universe, transcends the seven heavens, as he mentions. And that the Kursi is below it, of course, in a transcendent fashion. And the only one who knows their true reality is Allah. The mashur opinion is that the kursi is not the arsh. And we believe in the books that were sent to the prophets, like the Torah, like the good news sent to Jesus, like the Psalms sent to David, the scriptures of Moses and Ibrahim. However, we believe these texts are either lost or have been manipulated or changed. Sometimes we find Christian polemics they say, but Allah says, Inna anzalna tawrata fiha huda wa nur. Surah Ma'id, Allah says, we sent the, the, the Torah in it is a light and guidance. At the time it was sent. But then we find other verses, فَوَيْلٌ لِلَّذِينَ يَكْتُبُونَ الْكِتَابَ بِأَيْدِيهِمْ ثُمَّ يَقُولُونَ هَذَا مِنْ عِنْدِي لَا لِيَشْتَرُوا بِهِ ثَمَنًا قَرِيلًا Surah Baqarah, Allah says, Woe to those who have manipulated and written with their own hands and said this is from God talking about the pollution of those scriptures. And we know the last scripture, if you will, is the Qur'an al-Furqan muhayminan alayhi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah, Ma'idah, that the Qur'an is meant to be like the, the measurement to see the truth in all the other existing texts. Superior. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from Ahlul Qur'an. وَرُسُلِي وَمَا وَقَعَ لَهُمْ مِنْ أُمَّمِهِمْ And we believe in the stories of the prophets and what occurred between them and their communities. وَبِالْحُورِ الْعِينِ And the women of paradise. وَالْوِلْدَانِ And the youth mentioned in Surah Al-Waqi'ah in paradise. وَبِالْأَوْلِيَاءِ And we believe in the awliya. Who are the awliya? The friends of God are those who believe. Sayyidina Imam Al-Tahawi says, that all of the believers are awliya. But we believe that there are different levels of wilaya. And the strong opinion is that it is not allowed for us to affirm al-wilaya al-khusus to anybody. This person is like, mashallah, super special. This person is a wali, like, that's not your business. فَلَا أَنفُسَكُمْ هُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِمَنِ Don't Don't make tasqiyah of anyone else. Allah knows who fears Him. And sometimes we have to be careful. Some of our brothers and sisters in Ahl al-Tasawwuf, 
يعني هناك غلات والمبالغة في الأشخاص ليس بجيد وغير مطلوب يعني شرعا Sometimes they, they may inadvertently out of their love for teachers or love for mashallah some good people say things which they shouldn't say Say alhamdulillah mashallah هذا مهتدي هداه الله أحسن شيء This is someone who Allah has guided mashallah This is someone who Allah has opened his or her heart so we affirm al-wilaya for all believers, all Muslims, alhamdulillah. And those are divided into three categories, as mentioned in Surah Al-Fatir. Allah says that the Muslim community basically is in three categories. Sinners, those between sin and good, and those who are foremost in doing good. That's it. خلاص الحمد لله المؤمنون كلهم أولياء الرحمن عموما. Then of course Sayyidina At-Tahwi says and of course the most pious of them are those who obey and stick to the Quran the most. But it's not healthy to go to someone and praise them in a way that's going to harm their humility, man. That's just not healthy. So alhamdulillah ناس على خير so we should not rebuke all of the sinners and cast them out of Islam. As uh, Sayyidina Imam al-Rahuni in his explanation, Muntaha Sul in, in, in Usul al-Fiqh al-Maliki, on page 296, he mentions in volume 2 that imtina' is impossible for us to believe that all the Muslims have left Islam. Or the majority of the Muslims. So we find sometimes an extreme within some of the Salafi iterations of Islam that posits all Muslims as being lost. So they are going into kind of like extremes in evicting people from Islam. Allah says, On the other end, we see sometimes some cultish groups within the Sufi community going too far in praising people or praising themselves. La alhamdulillah. We affirm al-wilaya to all of the believers and Allah narfa'u darajatim man nasha'a. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises who he wants. Alhamdulillah. Wa yu'ti al-hikmah liman yasha'a. And gives wisdom to who he wants. And he's the only one who knows the true taqwa of a person. Maybe somebody asks, how do, I, how do I start this relationship to increase my friendship and my relationship with Allah Azza wa Jal? Sayyidina Imam Al-Qushayri, he says something so nice. He says, Qurbul Abdi. It's so beautiful actually, so simple and wonderful. Sayyidina Imam Al-Qushayri, he says in his famous Risala, which is a famous text on, on the heart, he said that the first instances of a servant of Allah drawing near to Allah is through that person's faith and the imperfection of their worship. Right? So that's why you learn fiqh. وَقُبُّ الرَّبِّ مِنْ عَبْدِهِ يَقَعُ 
بِتَخَصُّصِ بِهِ uh, He says وَقُبُ الرَّبْ مِنْ عَبْدِهِ بِمَا يُخَصِّصُ بِهِ فِي الدُّنْيَا مِنَ الْعِرْفَانِ So nice. He said in the, the nearness of Allah to a servant of Allah, us, is that in this dunya Allah opens our understanding of Allah and understanding the real reality of things. Ya Allah. And in the hereafter, Allah's nearness to us is shown by His forgiveness and His pleasure. May Allah make us from Ahlul Radwan. But we believe in the awliya, alhamdulillah. And that's why we should respect all Muslims. You never know who you're talking to. You never know who you're engaging. So we should be balanced, alhamdulillah. Wabi Isra'ihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we believe in the Isra of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wabil Mi'raj. And the ascension of the Prophet that happened, of course, now in Palestine. And this is why, alhamdulillah, the cause of our Palestinian brothers and sisters is at the forefront of us as an ummah because this is a religious issue. And we ask Allah to end the occupation. We believe that people who die in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are alive in their graves being provided for. Not alive like you and me now, like, you know, walking around, but they are alive. Allah has kept them alive in their graves. I'm not going to walk out of the grave and say hi to you. It's not what we mean. Yurzaqun, being provided for. بَلْ أَحْيَاءُنَ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ يُرْزَقُونَ Surah Al-Ali Imran Imam Sayyidina Suyuti has an entire essay on who are the martyrs. So not only people who die defending the truth, defending their community or their nation in what's right for the cause of Allah, defending the Ummah of the Prophet the nation of the Prophet, excuse me, not, not any nation. And number two, he mentions people who die defending their homes, people who die while drowning, people who defy, die while defending their family or their honor. There's people who die of stomach, stomach illnesses, as I mentioned on my lecture about COVID-19, people who die of a pandemic. Different prophetic narrations imply that these people are shuhada. We should talk to people who've lost family members in COVID-19. I encourage you to show them that video that they can find some kind of, alhamdulillah, support. وَبِشَفَاعَةِ نَبِيِّنَا مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَمُ We believe in the shafa'ah of the Prophet. There are six different types of shafa'ah. I'm not going to mention them all now, but a few of them. Number one, the intercession. Shafa'ah that Allah will grant him, as mentioned in the Qur'an and other places, that the Prophet will make shafa'ah of his ummah, that they will enter Jannah, some of them, without any type of auditing. His shafa'ah, that some of his ummah will be brought out of hellfire and enter Jannah. His shafa'ah, that some people in Jannah, mashallah, will be raised to higher levels of Jannah, and so on and so forth. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wabi alamati sa'ah, and we believe in the science of the hour. Although there's a very important principle I heard from Dr. Muhammad Wissam when I was reading to him in Masjid Sayyidina Imam al Hussein, al Muwatta. SubhanAllah, Kanat, I am super amazing. Super amazing, Khabaru Kana. Sheikh, 
told me that it is not allowed for us to extract rulings based on alamat tisa'a until they happen. So we don't fall into like cults. So for example, yatatawaluna fil bunyan, right? The Bedouins are going to build tall buildings. Oh, don't build tall buildings then. La la hadha la yajuz. La yajuz istimbat al-ahkam min al-nusus alati tatakalama alamat tisa'a. It's not allowed so that we don't find into like ourselves in like religious cults. I remember some years ago people trying to make the Mahdi come. What's wrong with you, man? Sunnis. Ah, and we believe that there's always an opportunity to repent, alhamdulillah. There's always that moment to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and repent to Allah and I encourage myself and you now. As we're reading this text together, come back, let's go back to Allah. Turn to Allah. Seek Allah's forgiveness, alhamdulillah. And we believe that we have to be content with whatever Allah has decreed and whatever Allah has measured in our lives. Allah Akbar, we finished it. Alhamdulillah, that's it. That's the text. Let's read it one more time. Alhamdulillah, for the sake of brothers and sisters trying to learn the text, alhamdulillah. And again, I teach this at my school, Swiss. You can enroll there at SuhaibWeb.com. You can take the, the larger explanation here. And also the one I wrote, it's on Amazon.com. And soon, Aqidat Al-Awam will come out with a larger explanation. And then after that, Al-Kharida, and so on, and so on, and so forth. So, Qala al-Shaykh Rahimahullah, I'm going to read in Arabic really slowly for everybody. Yajibu ala al-Mukallafi ma'rifatu ma yajibu lillahi ta'ala وَلِأَنْبِيَائِهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ الْكَرَامِ فَيَجِبُ لِلَّهِ تَعَالَى عِشْرُونَ سِفَةِ وَهِيَ الْوُجُودِ وَالْقِدَمِ وَالْبَقَاءِ وَالْمُخَالَفَةُ لِلْحَوَالِثِ وَالْقِيَامُ بِالنَّفْسِ وَالْوَحْدَنِيَّةِ وَالْحَيَاةُ وَالْعِلْمُ وَالْإِرَادَةُ وَالْقُدْرَةُ وَالسَّمْعُ وَالْبَصَرُ وَالْكَلَامِ وكونه تعالى حيا وعليما ومريدا وقادرا وسميعا وبصيرا ومتكلما فهذه عشرون صفة الأولى نفسية والخمسة بعدها سلبية والسبعة بعدها صفات معان والتي بعدها معنوية فهو سبحانه وتعالى واجب الوجود قديم باق مخالف في ذاته لجميع خلائق لجميع الخلائق فليس بجسم ولا عرض ولا يتصف بالمكان ولا بالزمان ولا باليمين ولا بالشمال ولا بالخلف ولا بالأمام القائم بنفسه واحد في ذاته وصفاته وأفعاله حي عليم بكل شيء ما كان وما يكون وما لم يكن مريد لكل شيء جرى وبرز من العوالم وما لم يكن منها قادر على كل شيء من الممكنات وعلى إعدامها لا يشاركه في ذلك مشارك سميع لكل موجود ومبصر متكلم بكلام أزلي منزه عن الصوت والحرف 
ويجب للأنبياء عليهم الصلاة والسلام العسمة فلا يقع منهم مخالفة لله في أمره ونهيه وكذلك الملائكة ويجب للرسول عليهم الصلاة والسلام تبليغ ما أمر بتبليغه للخلق من الأحكام وغيرها كاليوم الآخر وما فيه من الحساب والعقاب والصراط والميزان والجنة والنار وبالعرش وبالعرش وبالكرسي وبالكتب السماوية والرسل وما وقع لهم من أممهم والرسل وما وقع لهم من أممهم وبالحور العين وولدان والأولياء وبإسرائه صلى الله عليه وسلم وبالمعراج وبأن الشهداء أحيان أحياء عند ربهم يرزقون وبشفاعة نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وبعلامات الساعة والتجديد التوبة من الذنوب والرضا بالقضاء والقدر فنكتفي بهذا وبارك الله فيكم جزاكم الله خيرا السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته